Warning, the topics about to be discussed may be sensitive to some listeners. Know that these topics are meant for a mature audience before continuing this episode. No beliefs are being forced. Please feel free to practice what you believe in during this episode, as long as love and good intentions are at the root. All walks of life are welcome to tune in, and any kind of discrimination is not tolerated. And finally, Gabby and Sarah are not mental health professionals and are not claiming to be. If you are experiencing mental health issues or in a crisis, please call or text 988 to seek out professional help. Listen at your discretion. Hi, everyone. Hi. Oh, hey, friends. <laughs> it's a new month, which means it's time for a brand new episode of Enchanting Minds. This is Ooh. episode number two. Um, if this is the first time you're hearing our voices, then welcome. My name is Sarah, and I'm here joined by my co-host, Gabby. Hello, hello. And Enchanting Minds is a podcast where we cover a mental health topic and ways to cope with the uses of witchcraft. This is a very special episode because it's it is February. Yes, we're what? posting this a day early for you guys, as yeah. you can obviously tell, the 14th, because it is the month of love, Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, and so it only deems necessary that we talk about love. Yeah. And we'll be covering love in all different kinds of stuff. We're going to be talking about our self-love, uh, past relationship, we can, we'll talk a little bit about family and friends, and we'll, we'll go into all the different phases of love. Exactly. We're going to start off with our spell. Yes, Sarah's um, doing it this, this I month. I am. I have everything set up. It's going to be kind of hard for me to be like, here, look at what I'm showing you. So I am taking a video of it. Um, and when this episode goes up, it's also going to go up on our Instagram and Facebook and all of our social medias. So you can watch our spell and watch what to do. So on the side of me now, I have a pink candle, some cinnamon for happiness and love, rosemary for love and lust, um, sugar for sweetness, nutmeg to bring luck into our lives, lavender for friendship, and I have a piece of paper with an intention on it, um, which I'm going to burn later on. Um, So we're going to start. So I lost my lighter. I I put it in my drawer. It's pink. I love the barbecue lighter. It's great. I don't trust myself with other lighters, so. If it fits, it fits. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Also on the side of me, I have some incense burning just to kind of cleanse the area. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm using the House of Tarot Love Spell incense Um, it smells really good it's blood orange fresh lemon rose and lavender yeah i got like a huge kit full of that kind of stuff and it smells all really good yeah i don't have the sarah setup but i sprinkled some lavender around here i have some amethysts and rose quartz and selenites to kind of keep my vibe going and a couple of sedimental things for me too yeah. I also have just a little dish so I don't set my room on fire. That's a great uh, idea. Yeah. So I'm going to start by lighting this piece of paper. Um, on it is my intention. And I just wrote, I am loved. I love my friends, family, partners, and they love me. Uh, that's kind of what I wrote. So we're going to give it a burn. Try not to burn fingers off here. 
So it's lit, and it's just gonna go on my dish. Now in the candle, we're gonna start adding our little herbs and stuff. So I got my nutmeg here. We're gonna go and give it a little tappity tap. You don't have to use a whole lot. And then we got our lavender. I normally do the classic little pinch. Yeah, little pinch. I kind of like put them all in their own little jars. I love that. Our plan was to go record somewhere else today, but it is currently snowing and doesn't plan on stopping snowing till Monday. Yep. <laughs> We're just rolling with what we got. Exactly. Then we got our rosemary, tippity tap, and then a little bit of sugar for sweetness. Ooh, that's a lot of sugar, a lot of sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> Extra sweetness. And then we got some cinnamon. I love just using cinnamon in my craft in general. Like, I use it Mm -hmm. for a lot of things. I do, like, the whole first of the month, you blow cinnamon inside. Yeah, you blow it inside. And it's supposed to bring, like, luck and prosperity for the new month. That's so cute. Yeah, Yeah. my partner has, like, a cinnamon eggshell mixture that they use in everything. We keep all of our eggshells for that. So I'm also going to light the candle. And we're going to keep it burnt for the episode. I call this circle roundabout, so love will never do without. We ask for this out loud and bold for loving words love will hold. Perfect. So it's lit, and we'll keep it lit for the rest of the episode. Enchanting Minds will be right back after these commercials. Hi, I'm Michelle McIntyre, owner and co-founder of Ignite Fusion Fitness. I wanted to create this podcast so that everyone could unlock their inner fit bitch. It's time that we broke out of those misconceptions and those chains that get put on us in life and know that movement and being fit is a gift that we give ourselves. You deserve the best version of your body possible, whatever that is to you. I've taught fitness for over 30 years that moment when my client does the thing they thought they would never be able to do, whether it's that first push-up, that first pull-up, that first turn, that first invert, that light, that spark in their eyes, then they look at you and you look at them and you go, yeah, it's all right. It's okay to be proud of yourself. Yes, you did that. And that moment is a gift to you. And it is a gift to me to see. It is the reason why I love what I do. I hope this ignites that inner fit bitch so that you get started, you break out of your fears, that you start moving, that you start taking a new class. Get out there and start being brave. And maybe that's it. Maybe this helps switch that on button for you from being afraid to try something new to flick Fuck yes, I am going to try something new. Join me on January 9th for You Can Be a Fit Bitch 2, available wherever you get your podcasts. Dungeons and Dragons, Vampire the Masquerade, Pathfinder, Call of Cthulhu, and a hundred more besides. Whatever role-playing universe you like to play or run games in, the desire is always there to become a better player or run a better game. Welcome to Playing the Role, a show dedicated to exploring the art of role-playing in the hopes of building better players and better games. Join me, Nathan Stone, a longtime game master. They still, every time I run a game, will do something that my eyes kind of go wide and I'm just like, okay, that's a choice you made 
And now I have to deal with that choice. Thank you. Thank you for that. And my friends, Darcy Robinson. And so I ended up being a centaur that abandoned his post to run away from this life and got captured by these goblins. Did you have to give them centaur pony rides? Yes. And Dylan Campbell. I love being challenged, trying to get one under me. I love that. Yes, please, try, because I think I got all my bases covered. You can't get to me. I'm a, I'm a fortress. <laughs> Who also happen to be longtime game masters. As we talk about everything that goes into making great games, the things you should never ever do, and how to take your gaming experience to the next level. We've been doing this for a long time, so there's plenty of stories to tell of great gaming moments, disasters averted, or just plain old disasters. Each episode ends with a challenge, a call out to us and to you to work our role-playing muscles by designing a character, NPC, or location within a certain theme. And of course, we share the results on the show. We hope you'll join our quest to become better players and run better games here on Playing the Role. Available on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Nova Scotia, a beautiful province with breathtaking scenery and attractions to check out. Now, what would happen if you had three goofballs trying to talk about Nova Scotia, as well as our own shenanigans? Join myself, Gabby, and my co-hosts, Brianne and Sarah, as we talk about some spicy topics on the interwebs and give our listeners a taste of our beautiful province. Check us out every second Thursday on Spotify and SoundCloud. So I guess we can start with some of our questions um, yeah. that we have and things to talk about. Yes. Uh, the biggest be- one, the biggest one does like, what does it mean to us? Like, what does love in general feel like for us individually? Because I feel like love is one of those things that can be interpreted by every individual person. Yeah. We are. So like, what does that mean to you? Love is kind of like that bond where you trust one another. You are always going to be there for each other. And you love this person and you tell them things that you don't usually tell other people. Yeah. You know, and you just kind of have that bond that's stronger than people that like you don't love. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like relationships within myself and the relationships I share with the people that are the most involved in my life. Um, I mean, there's different relationship dynamics and whatnot, but the feeling of compassion, the feeling of empathy and becoming empathetic just i don't like yeah like <laughs> like how do you describe yeah. love but just it's feeling it's happiness like, like feeling happy and joy feeling contentment feeling at peace all of that i think kind of circumference is love yeah um i feel the same way we can move on to the next question if you feel like you yeah it's like general uh, general topics, you know, yeah. because again, like love is so broad and there's so many different ways to interpret. Like, sure, it is Valentine's Day, which is typical for the relationships. And we will get into the relationship aspect of that. But love is within everyone. But I feel like the one that's the most important and honestly, what I really struggle with and still need to work on is the self-love. Yeah. So do... Do you love yourself? Like, do we love each other? 
that didn't come out right. Um, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like, do we have self-love and like, what do you want to work on for your self-love? Yeah. How would you rank? I'm going to try and, because I want to rank it on a scale of one to 10, like 10 being very confident, one being not at all. I feel like I am really low. Me too. I feel like because I was really like I got in a shower earlier today and I always do the the deep thinking in the shower and it was like, okay, what are some things that you actually like love about yourself? And I came up with two things. Yeah. I had of all of the things I could only come up with two things. One being my humor. I love my ability to make the people around me smile and laugh. And I love the physical features of my face. I feel like I have nice eyes. I feel like I have nice lips. I feel like I have, you know, a perfectly average sized nose. (laughs) Like, I feel like I just have a warm, inviting face. I only had two things to say about, like nice things to say about myself. And that's really sad. It is, like, yeah, no. I feel the same way. Like, there's so many, like, I'm all about trying to love myself. But when I look at, like, the scale of, like, 1 to 10, like you mentioned, yeah. I'm finding myself somewhere, like, in the middle, like a 5. Because yeah. there's things I love about myself. And then there's things, like, where I also have those showers where, like, the long thoughts come out. And then yeah. I'm just looking at my body and I'm pointing out things I hate. Yeah. My waist, yeah. the way, like, I have stretch marks. different things in my body that I wish I could change and part of me wishes I could just love myself for who I am but it's honestly not easy and I I feel the exact same like I I avoid mirrors like the plague yeah and I've always been like that I've always been just it's just been a part of me to just avoid the mirror to not look because then it the rabbit hole begins the moment I take a glance and it just doesn't do any good like like, what's the point? Like, and I and I stopped going on scales and stuff, too. And and the other day, like, I was at my, my grandparents' place. And they have the Google for their TV. So they have, like, when, when you don't go on the TV for long, it's like a slideshow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of, like, all these different pictures of stuff that they saved onto their Google. And it was all these pictures of, like, me and my, my cousins. And, like, I was a twig. Like... 9, 10, 11, like, I was a literal twig, and I thought I was fat then. Like, and now I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you're just, you're a kid. Like, why are you doing that to yourself? Like, no, I feel the same way too. Like, I get the Snapchat memories, and it's like a year ago today, two years ago today, and there's photos of me from probably like five years ago working out because I wanted to get skinnier. Yeah. But I was really a twig. I had no body fat on me. Yeah. And I would also like to take this time to, before we go too deep into the rabbit hole, that people do struggle also trying to gain the the weight onto them. And when I'm talking about this, I don't want it interpreted that being skinny equals happiness because everybody has their own struggle. And I know people that have struggled with things like anorexia, and I do not want to take that away from them whatsoever. But for me personally, it's always been the other way around. Like diabetes runs in my family, obesity unfortunately you know like and when i'm upset like anything happens i stress eat so it's the opposite for me like any like i'll i i put on the weight 
very quickly. Um, but please go back to what you were saying. I just felt that that was very important yeah. to to acknowledge that because if some listeners are struggling with that, I don't want this to come across as we're taking away their their journey. Oh what was I saying? Oh yeah, like looking at myself years ago, yep. being like, oh, I have to lose the weight because I'm unhappy about how I look, and then here I am today, 22 years old. I'm looking at myself, being like, why did I do that to myself? Like, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? And even going past physical, I have a really hard time sometimes with like my personality. And since being diagnosed with a personality disorder, it's, it's got me really second guessing how I come across to people because one of my personalities is like a kid, a young kid. So when I get really excited, I get really hyper. And I get, and I've mentioned it before, my brain gets really fast and I need to talk about these things and I'm running around like crazy at a dollarama and all these things happen. And then I go back later on and it's like the depression kicks in and then it's, well, they're, they're, they're not going to want to hang out with you anymore because you act like that. Like you're too much. You're too much. What you're doing, your actions are all too much. And no one's going to want to hang out with you because of the way that you are. And it's like, no, (laughs) like I've known you guys for almost three years. Like you and Brienne, you're still here. I've known Alex for five ish for five years. They're still here. Like I have family that have been in my life. My like have been here my entire life. Most of them are still here. (laughs) Like you just got to battle the insecurity, I guess. Do you have more than just physical things that you want to start working on yourself like to love i do but i don't know if i really want to talk about them today it's okay um, i'm still kind of learning a little bit about what i want to change on the inside yeah. uh it's still up in the air like there's so many things that i want to yeah uh but i don't know if like i'm able to you know in a way oh yeah like like yeah. Th- like like my personality disorder is here to stay like, yeah. that is the thing that is, I'm not going to just be able to put into a garbage can and put in a truck and then it leaves. So yeah. I understand. It's just a matter of finding the good in it. And that's what I'm trying to do now is finding the good. And it's like, but you're just bubbly and you're excited and you're happy. And it's that continuing to make people laugh because you're silly and stuff. Like, there's good things and... There also, I feel like with all that emotion becomes a very empathetic person. So working on taking those parts and loving those parts. So, yeah. And then when it comes to the relationships we have with the people around us, um, obviously me and you are both in committed relationships. So it's like this is included in that, but we can also talk relationships with our family and our friends and all of that mamma jamma too. Like, how do you find your relationships? What do you think looking back on how the relationships were back then, I guess? Like, have you always had good relationships with the people in your life now? Um, to be honest, before dating Daniel, I've only had like one other partner um, and it wasn't even like a serious thing. Um, so I think what I'm going to cover is me and Daniel have been together for five years, almost five years in June. But there was a time a year or two into our relationship where we took a break. We separated for a little bit and we came back stronger and here we are. Um, so I'm going to cover a little bit about the relationship before and then what it is like now. 
if that's okay. Please. Floor is yours. So back then, I'm kind of like a, I'm an independent woman is what I like to call myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not attached in any, like any sort of way. Uh, Like I like to go do my own things, hang out with you and Brianne, my other friends, spend weekends at home. But in my relationship before, I felt like I was kind of like, I had to go out every weekend. I had to go over to his place. I had to go out to like restaurants and stuff every weekend. And I didn't have that kind of like free time for myself in order to like grow as a person myself or grow the relationship with other people in my life. Or there was times where like, it just wasn't right for me, is what I'm just going to say. We weren't taking care of ourselves. We were just in a weird kind of state. And looking back now, after our separation and coming back together, he understands that I need time for me. I need time to like stay home, um, get my driver's license, look for a job, letting me be my own independent woman, in a sense. And honestly, the last two and a half years that we've been together after the break, it's been amazing. That's good. Because it's a totally different man in a sort. Like he understands it now. Like he comes to the gym with me. He goes to the gym on his own. He's now trying to take care of himself more. And that kind of like personal growth that we have explored like on our own has made us a stronger couple together. That's awesome. Yeah. That is fantastic. I relate and I don't. Because I was in a relationship for seven years and we started dating the moment I left high school. Prior to that, I shoved my queerness as far down into a hole as I could. I did everything I could to just not be gay. Why I did that? There's some possibilities. I, I was not comfortable maybe with myself. I was scared of what the world was going to say. I was scared that my friends were going to leave me. No idea, but I did. That is a thing that I did. And it wasn't until grade 12. No, maybe even like grade 11 too, because grade 11, I dated a guy for a couple months and it just didn't work out. And then it was like, did I really like him? Like, yeah, he cheated on me, but like, did I actually like him? Yeah. And then I started going down a rabbit hole and it was like, well, remember that one time when like you would watch Aladdin over and over again and your eyes would be locked and loaded the moment Jasmine popped on the screen? Remember when you would watch Phineas and Ferb and you would only watch the episodes that Vanessa, remember Vanessa, like Dr. Doofenshmirtz's kid? When she would be on the screen, you'd be locked and loaded on that. Remember that? And then I just kind of assumed, okay, bisexual for a little bit. And then when I started dating this person that in college, it was like, no. Like, how I feel when I'm dating this feminine energy has been way different than any kind of dating, any kind of feeling that I had for any other man, yeah. like in high school, like the it, it hit different is the best way that I can put that is that it hit different. And I think that's why I stayed as long as I did, as well as a couple other reasons. But it's just I found another female that is now attracted to me. So we must be together forever. Well, no, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Because, and I really don't want to throw out the word abuse. Abuse is a strong word. It's a really strong word. But the relationship was very toxic. And 
I think it just boiled down to we're we're not like we're not looking at the same like we're we're on different wavelengths like we're not seeing eye to eye we're not whatever and then with my current partner now it's so black and white and there's a huge part of me that feels really bad because me and my current partner now, Alex, and the one I was dating for years, we were a friend group for a long period of time. And then when that partner, we broke off, Alex confessed and was like, you know, I've, I've had feelings for you since you worked for Princess Cruises. And that was a long time ago. <laughs> like... That was years ago. So they, and I still have this feeling like, well, what if I dragged them along? Like, what if I was playing with their emotions and not realizing I was playing with their emotions? Like, what would have happened if I had realized earlier? Yeah. And it's like, well, what's the point? You're here now. You're here now. We got a dog. We got four cats. <laughs> and like, we're so healthy. We're so happy. We communicate. We we don't fight often. Like we very rarely fight. But when we do, we sit down and we talk about it. And I've and I've told Alex this. And this is my one thing. I said, I am not perfect. You can be you can be mad at me. I'm going to do some dumb, some dumb stuff. I'm going to do and say some dumb things. I have one rule. I will never go to bed mad at you. Never. We Before we go to bed, we talk. And we will figure out the best that we can in that moment. I will never go to bed mad at you. I never want to do that. And that's what we do. We sit down and we communicate. And communication is such a huge thing within your relationships too. More than just love interest relationships. Like... Like, I'm not at a, like, I love my family, but I think my relationships with my family could be better. I don't think, like, I love my parents, but I don't think I'm at a point where I'm as close with my parents as I want to be. I don't think I'm at a point where I'm as close with my brother as I want to be, you know? I don't talk to you and Brian about everything going on in my life. And that's something I need to work on. Like I, I need to start being closer and more open with you guys. Like, and that's on me. Like that's me. And I gotta, I gotta send those messages. I gotta keep up to date. I gotta, I gotta work on it too. No, so. I feel the same way, like, oh, family-wise. Like, my family, like, my grandparents and everything, we're not a close-knit of people. I went a good few years without hearing from my grandmother, and she lives in Cape Breton. Like, my aunt lives next door. I don't talk to her as much as I should. Yeah. There's bonds in my family that like I want to grow closer to and I want to. And then I think that's something I'm going to work on in the near future, like 2024, is creating a stronger bond with my family. Yeah. Reaching out, seeing how they are, going to coffee with my aunt next door. Yeah. Trying to make those connections. Right. Because it doesn't like at the end of the day, like little things equal big improvements. Yeah. Like I go and help with my nan all the time. My parents are a 20 minute walk from their house. Like I can walk that 20 minutes and spend a little extra time with my parents if I can. Like kind of the same thing as your aunt. Like it's those little things you do and that you keep doing that 
will go such a long way, I feel. What about your brothers? Do you feel com- like good in the relationship you have with your brothers? As good as it can be. I mean, like my brothers, the older one is 17 now. And like we're at an age where like I'll go bother him every day. But I bother him out of love. Yeah. You know, like I'll go in there, pick on him until he's yelling at me. But like, hey, I do it out of love. And there's not a day that like we kind of like don't hate each other. You know, like we don't like you and Alex, like we don't go to bed hating each other. Yeah. It's always like, a, I'm sorry I hit you. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I chucked the the TV remote at the back of your head. Exactly. Sorry I threw you down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah. Or like my younger one, he's nine. He doesn't know all these emotions yet. So like, yeah. he thinks I'm his, like, he's my biggest fan. He'll, <laughs> he loves me. He woke me up at seven o'clock this morning just to hang out with me. Yeah. So the bond I have with my brothers are probably the strongest ones I have. Yeah. Sibling, sibling relationships hit. Yeah. And um, like, I'm going to, I'm going to talk deep because the sibling thing kind of hits a certain way. Cause I actually have a sister. Really? I have a sister that would be on my biological father's side that I unfortunately have never met before. She is all the way out in BC and the relationship I have with my biological side of the family is not even a relationship at all. I don't talk to any of them. Um, but so badly, like I will do absolutely anything in this universe if I could have a relationship with that sister. I would give up so much to have an actual relationship with her. And I feel like that's that plays a little bit into how I want my relationship with Nolan to go. Because it's like, well, appreciate the sibling that you have now kind of thing. Yeah. So, and it's, again, one of those things where, like, me and Nolan hang out. But I don't think we hang out as often as I would like to. So, it's just, once again, I gotta, you know, stop being quiet. Stop thinking that everyone hates me and that I'm annoying and just send them a message because... Maybe they're thinking the same thing. So, yeah, I feel like we just kind of clumped three of our <laughs> topics <laughs> into, like, one discussion. <laughs> um, so, the last point I have here is Valentine's Day. You know, it, this episode is being released on Valentine's Day. This will be mine and Alex's first Valentine's Day. So, I feel like this kind of is the base of how other Valentine's days are going to move forward for us, which is kind of uncertain. But what about you and Daniel? Do you and Daniel uh, celebrate Valentine's Day? We do. Um, we do a few different things. We give each other gifts. I'm a big, I show my love in gifts. I am um, a huge gift giver. Yeah. Homemade or going out and buying something, all the above. I'm a big basket maker so mm-hmm. like i'll put things in a basket and i'm like i love you here you go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you gave me a basket this weekend <laughs> and it was so wonderful you and Brienne. my idea <laughs> i love it but yeah so like i'll make him a basket he'll make me a basket and then we usually like have a plan either we go out and like mini putt or we go out for dinner i think this year we're gonna stay in and go get sushi and bring it home and eat it i think that's our plan i um, i the people that or Valentine's Day's too corny. You should celebrate your partner every day of the year. And it's like, well, yes. Yes. But it's 
also kind of the same as like Mother's Day, Father's Mother. Day. Yeah. Like when like you could say that, but then it's like, do you actually put in the effort every single day, 365 days a year? This is just one specific day that you take to just show whomever that person is that you are thinking of them and you love them and appreciate them. So exactly. like, obviously I'm not going to put on a fireworks show <laughs> and like have a whole like dance choreography set up in front of the house or something <laughs> but like just something you know because like i feel yeah. like it's just important to just have that one day of just being like you know just a reminder i love you yeah even just like flowers like anyone loves flowers right if daniel just gave me flowers i'd be the happiest person in the world like, do, you do you have a go-to flower i love roses roses are so pretty sunflowers and roses together Ooh. are so amazing together. I love that combo. Daniel, if you're listening, you know what to get me now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You have till the remainder of this day to go and find some roses for, some for Sarah. Yeah, come on now. TikTok, TikTok, let's go. <laughs> Enchanting Minds will be right back after these commercials. Do you like stabbing the stand with a hunting knife while side-eyeing the wife of your stocky? Do you like sabotaging water slides to avenge your son? Have you or any of your co-workers incited criminal arson upon your person? Are you torn between two worlds, e.g. the life of a lawyer and that of a lifeguard? Then we implore you to listen to these curated clips. Take her under your wing. Guide her. Show her the way. See, the great lady's always been my mistress. Trevor Cole, shark fighter and virgin converter. Hey, you'll pass up one victim for another one. Not in my water or anywhere. You got that? Craig, why are you doing this to me? Damn it, now stop it. The poem? Tell me the poem. Like what? Like a power ski, man. If any of this or that was appealing to you, then you might be Baywatched. Coming September 25th to the Vox Crow Network. that robot blood I always knew the industrial age would end in chaos be sure to tell the young woman that mother sends regards good night campers you are trespassing on sea world property what if these things can read our minds they're gonna be awful mad when they get to me welcome to the video cult we're dedicated to bringing to light some of the most weird and wonderful movies you've ever, or never, seen. Dead teenagers' brains. Jamal, what's, what's really in there? Dead teenagers' brains. Cult classics, B-movie masterpieces, diamonds in the rough. Join Josh, Gabrielle, and myself, Nathan, for deep dives and scene-by-scene -scene breakdowns of these entertaining cinematic oddities. Are you wearing a condom? What? No, I didn't think so. Well, this is a safe sex zone, sir. So you're gonna have to move along. The first three episodes drop July 19th everywhere you get podcasts. Welcome to the cult. Dust off that VCR, and don't forget your popcorn. Thank you. Have a nice day. How do you think you make the people in your life feel? I would hope good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, I 
as much as I hate it, like, I feel like I have a good personality. This might sound really weird. Uh, There's nothing weird about that. And, like, there's times that, like, I... Yeah, I just want to make people feel good. <laughs> yeah, kind of the same thing. I mean, I feel like I definitely annoy people a lot because back to that, like, the personality thing, like, I definitely feel like I can be super energetic and super a lot and people just want to strangle their hair but i hope at the end of the day i make them feel good i hope that people think that i'm a loyal person that i'm an honest person that um i'm reliable person all that um you can read the next one when you first meet someone what is something about you that you try to hold back do the people in your life now accept that part of you do you want to go first and give me some time to think. Yeah. I feel like I try and portray myself as a more confident person than actually what I am. Um, meanwhile, on the inside, I have intense anxiety. Like, because I, like, I used to suffer from panic attacks in high school. And they would be, like, if not daily, at least, like, every few days would be a new panic attack. So I always try and portray myself as like a big, strong, I can do what I want, independent person, confident and stuff. And then at the end of the day, in the in my like inside my head, it's just like, don't look at them, don't make too much eye contact or else they're going to freak out. Like, make sure you keep distance because if you're too close to them, they're going to feel like you're in their bubble and they hate you and watch what you're saying. Because if you talk about this one thing, they're going to be like, what the heck? Why are you talking about that? And like, my brain is just going at hyper speed. So I feel like I'm always just trying to hold back the anxiety anxiety and i find alex is so good i'm just being like like no you're good like your emotions are your emotions <laughs> like you're good so yeah. like when i have the anxiety they're just like all right let's sit down and talk about it and we talk about it and then things are good and i feel like i do a really bad job at not letting you and brianne see that anxiety that's built up inside of me but I feel like I just need to bring that down so bad, like just mellow it out because then it's like, well, if you actually see the anxiety and the real Gabby, then wow, they're not going to leave. Crazy. Wow. Cool. <laughs> so yeah. What about you? For me, you might have noticed I apologize for everything. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> that, that same kind of anxiety kind of thing, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I, I blame everything on me, in a yeah. way. So I always kind of, like, just try to hide that back. Yeah. But if you ask Daniel, like, I, it is a constantly, I'm sorry, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he's like, you know what? You did nothing wrong. <laughs> you have literally done not her. one thing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, it's just like, if you want to apologize for doing nothing, like, it's okay. I was like, go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Was there a time in your life when you opened up and felt rejected? What have you learned from that experience? Yes. Um, there's a time I was talking to this person, like as a friend, like wanting to like be friends. And I pulled that same, I'm sorry for no reason. And at first I was like, Oh yeah, like it's a, it's like you did nothing wrong. But then like my brain like kept apologizing for like every stupid thing. And we never talked again. Um, no. So I feel like, yes, I can open up to people, but I got to know, like, we have, like, a trust bond first. Yeah. Like, you and Gabby, you you and Brianne, I can tell anything to. Yeah. You guys know the, how stupid I am sometimes. Mm, um, we all dumb. 
<laughs> we yeah. all we all smart and dumb all yeah. at the same time so it's kind of nice having like people like you guys who like accept that of course so i think like i need to trust some people before i completely spew out everything in me yeah. to them yeah. yeah because i was so bad for that when i was a kid too it's just like you can trust everyone mm, no no honey no um yeah like i've had like a lot of love interests. I had a guy friend and I like liked him for a really long time. Like I, I had feelings for him for a majority of my time when I went to high school and we hung out every single day. Like we were pretty much besties and I tried to contain the feelings the best that I can, but big emotions wouldn't let that happen, obviously. Like he probably definitely knew. And... I think he kind of knew I was gay. <laughs> and I think that that played a big part as to why he just didn't bother trying and didn't really think twice about it. So what I took as rejection, I think was more of just, <laughs> he knew before I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I don't know, it was, it was is still kind of, I don't know, like, did he lead me on, but he didn't because I'm actually gay? What do we call this? But it's like, at the end of the day, like, he was a good friend. A good friend. And why waste that time thinking about any of that when he can still be a good part of my life? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Yeah. Are there parts of yourself that you may find hard to love or you think others find hard to like about you? Why? And do you honestly think by looking at it face value that it makes you hard to love? I'm just going to say my body. I mean, like, yeah. I am not your skinny Victoria's Secret model looking kind of person. Um, and I hate that. And it's taken me a while to, like, kind of learn how to love myself in that kind of way. Yeah. Like, I have the thick thighs, the big hips, yep. the stomach fat that's never going away. Uh, and I hate it. Um, I would be so down if you were. Because, again, it is your comfort level. But I would be... I would love to have, like, a sex-positive episode. Sex positivity. I really struggled with sex. And for those of you who don't want to talk about sexual intercourse, I'll put something in the description that you could just skip to later on this episode, like where we talk about more shadow work questions and whatnot. I didn't realize until Alex how normal sex actually is. Like, I, for a majority of my life, based it off of what you see in porn. And it's like, well, they have these perfectly tanned, perfectly shaped bodies similar to what you're saying. And I'm like, and I have this, like, so like, again, it just turned into like, I'm not attractive because I don't look like a Victoria's Secret model. And Alex was like, actually, no, like, I find you extremely attractive. Like, you are all I think about, actually. Like, you are beautiful and sexy and perfect just the way that you are. So, no, I honestly don't think that that makes me hard to love. But I just always had those kind of insecurities and... That's something I got to work on. To this day, I still have to work on because I'm always just like, am I pretty? 
do you really think I look pretty? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. Like, when like Daniel attacks me, like, calling me beautiful, or he calls me beautiful. And I'm like, am I? Am I really? <laughs> Are you sure? Like, I do the exact same thing. I do the exact yeah. same thing. I'm like, look at all these other women. Are you sure about that? Like, yeah. I understand. Copy paste. Me too. Our final one. How do you find you express love? Do you think your partner feels you love them through that language? We kind of mentioned it earlier too, but like... Your baskets. Basket. Basket. Baskets. <laughs> and he feels my love through it. Except I gotta stop giving him baskets and start putting them in bags because we have more baskets than area in this apartment. <laughs> um, so I think I might need to go take the baskets home and then fill them back up with stuff and then bring them back. There you go. Uh, yeah, but no, he he knows it's my way of showing love. Yeah, I think Alex does too at the end of the day as well. Sorry, I had to burp. Um, sorry, sir. But I, at the same time, like, Alex is definitely, I feel like, a lot more deeper in, like, in the deeper kind of love than me. Like, they prefer, like, the homemade gifts. They prefer that kind of stuff where social cues for me are really hard and I don't, like, I have a really hard time expressing the emotion and showing the emotion so i'm just like well here's a basket so because i do the exact same thing so like i definitely still feel like they love me but i think i need to really try and find ways of opening up more in how i express my love like doing those homemade things for them like spontaneous you know what let's go do this just me and you kind of thing like even if it doesn't cost money like go for a walk go to the go to the beach we love the beach when it's not an absolute snowstorm outside let's go to the beach like i feel like they like more things like that so i want to try and do more things like that and there you go folks Hope you liked the episode. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter slash X and give us good reviews on wherever you stream your platforms. Yeah. I guess. See ya. <laughs>